Welcome to the Smith and Steward podcast. I'm Mrs. Smith, but you can call me Ellie, and my mission is to strengthen fellow homemakers as we faithfully steward our homes and the souls inside them. Here, we'll seek inspiration for everyday moments and answers to your questions about all things homemaking, including interior decorating, gardening, cooking and baking, tidying up, and much more. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Let's get started. Hello there, homemakers. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really grateful for um, y'all and being patient because, yes, this episode is coming out a little bit behind schedule. So thanks for your patience with me um, as we've been adjusting to some new things in the Smith household. Some of y'all already may know this, but um, my husband was looking for a job for the past month or so, and I'm pleased to say that he has uh, been working in a new job for a couple of weeks. So we are getting into the swing of things and um, that has probably affected me getting behind, but anyways, we are back and I'm so glad to be talking about today's subject, which is stewardship. I want to ask the question, what is your purpose as a homemaker? And I think stewardship is a big part of that answer. So we're going to do that through a biblical lens. So I hope that you who are listening are um, eager to learn about it or already know about it, whether you are a believer or not. But uh, we're going to go through some Bible verses that have affected me in this area um, that I think talk about stewardship. You find it all throughout scripture. Uh, We're going to define what stewardship is. And then through that lens, we'll look at that question again, what is your purpose as a homemaker? So let's define stewardship real quick. What What is stewardship? And I have a few different definitions pulled up here. The first one says a steward is someone who manages or looks after the property of someone else. I also have written that Stewardship is careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Um, And I think when we approach this with a biblical lens, I want to include a definition that I heard that includes God in there. So this one says, utilizing and managing all of our resources that God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. So basically we understand that being a steward involves taking care of something that doesn't belong to us and doing so in a way that honors who it does belong to. And with the biblical lens, we know that that is God. Um, I want to read through a couple of verses here because like I said, it talks about stewardship all throughout the Bible, um, but everything belongs to God. And the first verse that I want to bring up that talks about that is actually from Psalm. Psalm 24 starts off. The first two verses is what I'm going to read. And it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Some other translations say the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And I think that that's a really great summary. I also wanted to read, um, David wrote that psalm, and it also talks from him in First Chronicles 29. I'm going to read verses 11 and 12, which say, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. 
So I love that David is the one that wrote both of those uh, verses that I just read because his story, I think, is a fantastic example of everything he has being from God. We know from David's story that he was just a shepherd boy and there was someone else who was king and he was not related to him at all. So it shouldn't have um, fallen to him. But God had Samuel go and anoint David to be the next king. God chose him everything that David had. And David was a great and powerful king in Israel. Everything he had was from God. All of the power, all of the glory, all of the victory in battle, all of the riches, everything was a gift from God. And I think that's so important for us to remember because when we are just immersed in our everyday culture and our everyday lives and all we see in front of us is not um, the spiritual, we don't see God in front of us physically, we can easily forget that about our own lives, that everything we have is from God. Instead of thanking God for our financial stability, for the money that comes in every month, we could easily forget that it's a gift from him because we work for our living. <laughs> we have a job. And so it's easy to think, well, this money is owed to me or, or owed to my spouse who's working. So of course I'm going to be earning this. Um, but really that job is a gift. And I just went through that reminder um, where my husband lost his job and him getting a new job offer and, and a new paycheck so quickly was a huge blessing. And, and we don't take that for granted. And I'm really, really grateful for um, that season as a reminder that our finances are a gift from God and not just something that we are owed. We know that our children are a gift from God. I know several people, um, I think it's like a third of people struggle with some kind of infertility or miscarriage. And so we know that when the Lord provides children, um, that it's a gift from him and it's a blessing. Um, and I know sometimes that's probably hard to remember. Like y'all know I'm not a mom, so I can't speak from experience, but um, I know from everyone talking about it, that motherhood and, and parenting is hard. Um, and so it's helpful for us to remember that those children are a gift from God. Uh, the same can be said of your parents too. If you are a single homemaker, maybe you still live with your parents or you um, <laughs> are hopefully still connected with your parents well, whether you live with them or not, no matter how old you are. Um, but your parents are a gift. And and so that's something that we can, we can pour into those relationships and really any relationship that we have, whether it's our friends or our um, spouse or our boyfriend or whatever relationships you have, uh, those people are a gift from God that you get to have them in your life and, and be able to be influenced by them and also to influence them. I had to remember <laughs> what year we were in there. Um, but yeah, when we bought our house, it was a whole new form of thinking for us where we went from apartment life uh, to where we were literally stewards of, you know, we're living in this home that doesn't belong to us quite literally, um, to owning a home. And of course we still have a mortgage, but, um, now we can do whatever we want to fix it up. We can plant a garden in the backyard, even though it's a small backyard. And I have this whole new picture of stewardship and of, uh, taking care of something, um, and having that ownership of it in the sense that, um, I get to be really invested, um, but also remembering still that 
this house is a gift from God um, and the land outside is a gift from God and any fruit or vegetables that I hope to grow on it. I'm trying to work on a vegetable garden in the backyard this year, as some of y'all know. Um, any of those crops that grow, I know that that is going to be a beautiful picture of God providing and, and giving gifts. So all of those examples, <laughs> hopefully that wasn't too many or too redundant, um, but all of those examples are just reminders of the fact that what we have is not our own. And I could go into more about, you know, our bodies are not our own, our, our souls are not our own. We were bought with a price um, where Jesus died to save us um, and bring us into relationship with his father again um, and with him. And, um, you know, the, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, uh, so we should care for it well. But really, the overarching theme of stewardship and caring for what doesn't belong to us is there. But when we remember that everything we have is a gift um, and that it doesn't belong to us, I think it's kind of important to ask why it was given to us. So why did God give me money? Why did God give me children? Why did God give me talents? Maybe you are a talented artist or a writer like me, um, or maybe you have a talent for sewing or for um entertaining and welcoming people. Maybe you have a talent for speaking or whatever it could be. There's so many countless talents that God gives us um, and spiritual gifts and um, the ability to learn new talents, all of that. But why did he give those things to us? He entrusted us with these things, with um, all of these blessings and all of these <laughs> things to steward. Um, but why? So I think that there are several reasons. I think that using these things will grow us and test us. Um, I think that they will strengthen us um, when we have that responsibility. I also think that he gives us these things to bless us. He loves us. Um, and, and I think that's so important to remember sometimes. Um, but we also know that it's not just to bless us and stay there. But, um, you know, it's good for us to enjoy the gifts of God. And I think he gets a lot of glory from that, but it shouldn't stop there. So what I'm talking about is um, kind of like the parable of the talents. And I'll read that shortly in Matthew 25. Um, but that we are supposed to multiply what God gives us and to use it to bless others. That's a big task that he gives to us. So let me read Matthew 25 really quickly. So I'm going to read Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30, which is the parable of the talents. Um, but before I read it, for those of you who don't know, and I know this um, might be common knowledge, but just in case it's not, um, a talent is not the way that we think of a talent where it's a, a gift or a skill that we have um, like sewing or baking or um, singing or something like that. But um, a talent is a certain amount of money. So my Bible says that a talent is worth about 20 years wages. So um, some scholars have estimated that nowadays that's about $300,000. But just listen to how many of these some some of the servants get because <laughs> just it's a lot of money that they're given. Um, so here is Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30, the parable of the talents. This is Jesus speaking. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, 
to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what is my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right. Thank y'all for listening to me read that whole thing. I know it's a little long, but um, I did want to read all of it. I think it's valuable. I don't want to turn this into a sermon or anything. I am not a pastor. I'm not (laughs) studied enough in all of this. I'm still just learning, but I wanted to, yeah, just think about it and and learn about it and talk about it with y'all. Some of the things that stand out to me in this passage are that phrase that we might hear a lot in church, well done, good and faithful servant. That's something that um, I want to hear from God. I want him to tell me that I have done well with what he's given me. And that's what I strive for. I don't want to be like that, um, that third servant that was given the one talent who just hid it away. Um, and I think the analogy that I take at least from this here is that third servant could be someone who has been given great wealth and great power and has used it just for themselves, um, or, or out of fear, um, not multiplied and done anything with it that would benefit God and his kingdom and his people and his church. Um, And so it's just, I think it's a strong reminder for us to um, not only be grateful to God for what he's given us and to steward it well so that we um, don't squander it and lose the money or (laughs) lose the the land or whatever it is that he's given us so that it um, deteriorates, but that we would multiply it, that we would use it for um, glorifying him and, and growing his kingdom and um, strengthening his church, that to me is is the biggest thing that I take away from that. And it is such a calling, <laughs> something that I am not, 
I'm not great at. I I think of my time specifically. I will just be honest with y'all. I I am not as good at time management as I wish I was. Sometimes I'll burn myself out and and work way too hard, um, and that's not healthy and and not stewarding my time well. Even though. I could trick myself into thinking that it is. And also on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes I am really, really prone to laziness. And that might be you too. And I just want to tell you if it is, you're not alone. And I know that it's hard. Um, but we also are are called to a higher standard. And that's a good thing. That's something that we can strive for. The best news of all, I want to say with with this parable and with all of scripture as a whole is that Though God has given us these gifts and he He expects us to do well with them and, and to multiply them and to steward them well, we do have his grace. So if you are struggling with being a good steward, um, I want to make sure I say that in this episode, that you do not have to do it perfectly. And and the burden of the world is not on your shoulders. I love in, in that parable how each of the servants are given a different number of talents, a different amount of money according to their ability is what it says. And that doesn't mean that if you are uh, struggling with money right now and, and maybe you're you're poorer off than, than you wish you were or than some of your friends are or something like that, that doesn't mean that you are worthless or or that God doesn't believe in you. That's, that's not what that's saying. It's just, it's encouragement that, um, and remember not the only gifts that he gives us is not money. So it's not exclusive to money. Um, it's time, it's people, it's, it's gifts, um, skills and, and all of that too. So God is not going to give us more than what we can handle is, is the good news from that part of the parable. That's what I'm trying to, to say here. And really it's a good example of being faithful with what we have. Um, so that we can also be faithful with more. I just shared this in my stories today on Instagram, um, but there is an account that I follow. It's Kelly Diane, and I just love all of the things that she posts about um, womanhood and and homemaking and and all of that. But she posted something really great today. I want to read a little bit of this because I think it pertains really well, um, and it challenged me. She, she's kind of talking about how everyone wants to go off and do big things and do stuff for the glory of God and preach the gospel to the nations and all of that, but they're not being faithful with preaching the gospel in their neighborhood or, or in their home even. Um, part of this slide says, how do you expect God to increase your responsibilities and trust you with more when you haven't even been faithful and obedient steward where you currently are. And that hit me right in the gut. I shared it on my stories because I was like, oof, yep, that's a good question to ask. It's a challenge. It's it's not meant to convict you in a way that you are just, all right, you're you're doomed and done for. Remember, we have grace. Uh, when we get to be convicted in our hearts, the Holy Spirit is is prompting us to um to better things, I think. So so use that as as a calling and not as a um as a chain to hold you down, uh, but rather to lift you up and inspire you to go forth and, and do better. Um, yeah. If, if you want to go out and do big things and, and have this huge mission field, start where you're at. I think that's what Kelly's trying to say. I think that's what scripture says is that you need to start where you are and be faithful with what you have. And God will bless you with more. I, I really do believe that. I don't think that means that He's going to give you a Ferrari or he's going to give you a 20 acre homestead. That's 
probably what I would dream of more than a Ferrari. But God doesn't promise that I'm going to get that. He promises that he will be faithful. And so I can be confident that he will take care of my needs and and he will um, bring me closer to himself. Um, but I am also called to be faithful. And, and Luke 16, um, 10 reiterates this. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. Um, and that's just the first part of the verse. But yeah, just let that be encouragement to you too. Um, be faithful with what you have now as as you are stewarding um, with the hopes that God will give you even more in the future. I want to share some other encouragement on stewardship besides just the fact that we have grace. Um, and that is that we have the Holy Spirit. We have the power that God gives us. He does not have us in this going it alone. He's not going to give us more than we can handle. And he's going to give us what we can handle with his help. It's not just Oh, God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than um, you're able to do. Well, yeah, he is. He's going to give you more than you're able to do. He's going to give you what you're able to do with him. So so rely on God and remember that he's there with you because um, homemaking is hard work. Motherhood is hard work. Um, all of the things that we're called to, they are not going to be easy and, and fun, lighthearted all the time. But our help comes from the Lord. Um we have to learn to to lean on God for that power and that strength and, and wisdom and whatever resources that we need from him. He is there to offer them for you. So um, <clears throat> for me, I really struggle with discipline sometimes. Like I said, I struggle with laziness. Um, so I really reach out to God and I ask for discipline. I ask for um, him to... <laughs> Help me not just sit on the couch and look at my phone for an hour, but instead um, use that time to glorify him, whether that looks like reading something to prepare for a Bible study that I have to lead later this week or um, baking some bread for um, my husband or um, something that would bless him or or faithfully doing my job since I have a career. So I I just encourage y'all to lean on God's power for all of that too. All right. So with that, we've talked a lot about stewardship, um, but I want to address that question that we asked at the beginning of the episode again and, and look at it through the lens of biblical stewardship that we just talked about. So what is my purpose as a homemaker? Now that we have the lens of stewardship, let's let's think about that. Well, I think that your purpose as a homemaker is the same as your purpose with anything in life as a believer. And my favorite way that this has been phrased is the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Um, I learned a lot about what catechisms really even mean and, and all of that. It's, it's a little new to me. I'm learning all of that. Um, but the Bright Hearth podcast has helped me with some of that. I'll link the specific episode where they briefly mention um, some catechisms in the show notes. But Um, The Westminster Shorter Catechism, um, the first portion of it says, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So I just love the way that that's phrased. I I like to quote it all the time. I think it's absolutely biblical and and, and it inspires me a lot. So to me, my purpose as a homemaker is... um, just that, to to glorify God and enjoy him forever, but to use my home to do so. And that looks different in different seasons, right? So my season right now, it's just me and my husband. So glorifying God and enjoying him forever in my home looks like blessing my husband and, and giving him a place where he can 
rest and be renewed and strengthened so that he can go forth and reflect Christ in his workplace. Um, it looks like maybe having uh, our small group come over and and talk about uh, biblical things or just live life together and be real and um and just just to glorify God in those little moments, um, to be faithful with the the care and the keeping of the blessing that God gave me in my home and my property and um, things in my home. I think another season that many of y'all might be in is um, raising children. That's a season I hope to be in in the future, uh, Lord willing. So I, I think that's obviously glorifying God and enjoying him in our homes. And that season looks like raising our children to know God and to glorify him and um, whatever (laughs) details that looks like. There's so many, but whatever season you're in, I hope that you're able to use your home and use your homemaking and, and all of the talents that you have here to glorify God and to enjoy God And I want to remember this purpose as a homemaker when I go through my everyday too. Um, So this this episode, just recording this is helpful for me. I want to use not just my home, um, but my time here in my home. I want to use my skills that pertain to the home, whether that's in the kitchen or cleaning things or organizing things, which I love doing. Um, Just using all of that to glorify God and to enjoy him. I want to be reminded to be a faithful steward of those things that he gave me and to turn them back around. Like we talked about, not just use them for myself, but to multiply them and to bless others with them in the name of God. I really love the illustration of, um, that women, we, we as women have an amazing ability to just multiply what we've been given. I I can't remember where I heard that first, but I've heard it so many different places, um, of just women multiplying what we've been given. You, you give a woman, the seed of man and she grows a baby in her womb. And I know that that is a gift from God, just like we talked about. All of this is a gift from God, but we are given the ingredients that are grown in the garden and and we can prepare them into a delicious meal. Uh, We can take fabric and sew it into something useful or, or something beautiful. Of course, there's so many other examples and not all of these have to be limited only to women. There are great male chefs. There's great male fashion designers and and other stuff. And also you might not be (laughs) as talented in some of these areas. I know I personally don't. So I would like to, um, but I don't want you to miss the point just that you have been gifted by God in a special way to multiply. You have the capacity to multiply. Um, I think when the Bible talks about that man was made in God's image, that means that we were creative and creators too, just like him. Of course, not in the same divine sense where, you know, he literally spoke and everything came into being. That's not an ability that we have. Um, But we imitate him in the way that we are creative and we create things. Um, and, And I think that's part of the reason that we come alive when we do creative acts. So even if you're not an artist or anything like that, um, when you create something, I think it, it, it lights something up inside of you. And I think that's just beautiful. But in order to create and in order to multiply um, the gifts that God gives us, we have to be wise and faithful stewards to do that. Um, if I am unwise with my time and I am prone to my laziness and I give in to that, um, my talents and and my resources and my time, they are squandered and, and kind of wasted. So I don't want to do that. Um, I want to be faithful. I want to be wise. One of the ways that I'm trying to do that right now is just looking at my habits and, and trying to 
focus on consistency in ways that um, bless my home and bless my family and um, bless my community that that come and share in my home, um, whether that's a small group or friends or whatever. So one example of that is my um, my husband and I have been talking a lot about different food and, and I want to cook different foods that he enjoys and not just what I think he might enjoy. So we're trying to talk about ideas for that more often. Um, but yeah, I want to learn new recipes. I want to uh, increase my skills in the kitchen. I have been um, going from very new to that where I, I didn't know anything when we got married to um, now I, I just baked a loaf of bread in the in my oven. I used my Dutch oven for the first time. I'm really excited about that. But if I'm not a faithful steward of my time and, and getting everything that I need to get done, done, um, or with my money that I, I am, you know, paying the bills and, and not just wasting money on, um, things that I don't need, then I might not have the ability to learn that new skill, learn, um, and improve my cooking. I might not have the money to buy the really nice, meat that I wanted to use for a fun special recipe, or I might not have the time to bake a loaf of bread because I'm too busy trying to get the bathrooms clean because <laughs> they haven't been done in a while or or whatever it might be. Now, of course, you as a homemaker, the one that gets to um, really think about and, and dream about what those talents are that you have and what skills you want to learn more um, or what you want to invest your time in. And obviously, I, I hope that you would be praying to God and asking the Holy Spirit what he wants you to do in those areas too. But I, I just want to mention that you don't have to be doing the same ones as me or as anybody else. Um, I loved in my conversation in the last episode with Emma Wells that she brought up, she doesn't bake her own bread. And I think that's that's great. I think that's totally a fad. I, I literally have bread in the oven right now and I love doing it and I'm really enjoying learning it, but you don't have to do that to be a good homemaker. Um, so I just want to encourage uh, whatever homemaking skill that you're wanting to learn, whatever way that you want to um, grow in your stewardship and, and become a better steward, um, that that is good. So just, I want to encourage you to try that new skill, try something out, practice something that you are already doing that you want to improve on. Um, but just to be wise with your time, with your money, with your talents, um, because like we talked about, those things are not truly yours. They are a gift from God and he deserves all the glory that we could ever give him by using those things well. Now it is time for Steward Sparkers, the part of the show where I share recipes, books, influencers, products, whatever it is that has sparked inspiration for me as a homemaker this week. This week's Steward Sparker is a Instagram account that I've been following for a short while called Tello and Rose. And um, I mentioned a couple times in this episode that I've got a loaf of bread that I've been baking this morning um, and actually I'm using her recipe. So I will try and leave that, um, at least that that post that she has with the recipe in the caption um, linked below along with her account. Um, but yeah, she just has beautiful um, inspirational videos of her in the kitchen making something new and, and that's really been inspiring me and my own kitchen. Um, endeavors. So I recommend that you go and, and check her account out. She's got a big following and, um, she, it looks like she's a Christian from what I can tell. So, um, that is always encouraging me to me to see fellow believers out there doing, um, just beautiful things at home. So 
I haven't mentioned this in a while, but I would love to hear what has been inspiring you and what has been your steward sparker this week. So please reach out to me, whether it's via email or sending me a message on Instagram. Um, I really love to connect with fellow homemakers and get to know y'all. Um, I've already made friends with some listeners, so um, you know who you are if you're listening, um, but I really enjoy getting to know some of y'all and um, just building this community as homemakers together. I know that. Um, Today we talked about a lot of lofty aspirations and and calling and purpose, um, but that doesn't mean that it's not hard. And I know we talked about that too. So um, when it is hard, it is so much easier to get through the hard when you have people around you. So um, I would love to connect with you when things are hard and when things are good to celebrate in that too. So um, yeah, I would love to hear from you. With that, friends, it's time to close today's episode. Thank you for joining me for this chapter of the Smith & Stewart podcast. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which has the largest listener base, or on your favorite podcatcher app. If there was a resource we discussed today that you'd like to learn more about, check out the show notes in the details section of this episode. And until next time, keep up with us by following us on Instagram at Smith & Stewart. See you soon. Thank you.